It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. believe the mail is this is the song choice of peter volandis as he lands in las vegas and exits his private jet because he's landed the plane on a well not quite yet but he's close to landing the plane on quite an epic weekend of rugby league you can watch both season opening nrl matches in las vegas between the sea eagles and the south sydney rabbitohs followed by the roosters and the bronx live on sky sport 4 or streaming on sky sport now from 3 p.m sunday part of sky sports uh, wonderful nrl coverage again for another year is adam blair he's a legend of the sport his rap sheet is long and illustrious uh, kiwis legend nrl legend for a, a few different clubs including our warriors um, and the Broncos and the Storm who get involved this weekend. Adam, morning to you, mate. How come the Warriors got cut out of Vegas? What, what's going on there? You could have had three teams involved. Yeah, morning, brother. It would have been nice to get over to Vegas, wouldn't it, with the Warriors? But um, not not to be a couple of, um, you know, four great teams going at it over in Vegas. What a way to start off the NRL season. And like you said, Peter Volandi's flying in on his private jet. How good? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he is really the he is the maestro, isn't he? I don't know. Have you ever met him? Have you ever had anything to do with the guy? But man, he he dreams big, and you you kind of got to respect the way he 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 doesn't limit himself, his competition, Sydney racing, anything. He's limitless. Man, he he's a, he is a businessman and doing everything possible to to make money, not only for him, himself but the game as well, and everything that he works around. So um. You know, you've got to give him props. I think everything he's done so far since he's taken over the NRL, it, it's been a, a miracle. And, you know, taking him to Vegas, who would have thought? Okay. Now, you played in a different era of NRL, kind of, if we go back to the start of your career. Uh, actually, what, what, year was your, what year was your rookie year, Adam? 2006. <laughs> Okay, 2006. Okay, no, I'm not age shaming you or anything. 2006. Yeah. But I'm thinking, do do you honestly think that in 2000 and between 2006 and 2010, the NRL could have, in good faith, taken teams of rugby league players to Las Vegas? Not at all. Not at all. I think you know the closest we would have thought back then was the UK, which we done, but not taking our opening season game to the UK, but taking our opening game to. You know, Las Vegas in today's day and age is, is crazy. Um, you know, to always, you know, you're, he's always ahead of the game. I guess Peter Valandis is always trying to find different things, trying to create more 
income, revenue, and, and these are the things he comes up with. You've got to pause the guy for doing the things that he does. So the modern footballer is they have their head screwed on for the most part. They understand um, the kind of professionalism that has to come with it. But saying that, yep. the, the, the key word there was footballers, and footballers like to have fun. So if you put yourself in the shoes of a, a team veteran or a, a senior player and you're taking a bunch of young blokes to Vegas, how much of a lid are you trying to keep on things? Oh, as much as you can. But I think if I was an older bloke um, um, in the team still playing now, I most probably wouldn't have gone to Vegas because the season's too long. But, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity for these, these young kids. Um, yes, they're exciting. Yes, there could be some trouble. Fingers crossed because, like you said, they are footballers and they want to go out there and have fun, and it is in Las Vegas, that they go over there and get a job done and then get back into the game of rugby league back home or back in Australia. That's right. There's a long season to come, mate. These teams are also all expected to obviously be top eight, top four contenders. Um, let's start with the Sea Eagles Rabbitohs. Sea Eagles is a team you've got some intimate knowledge of throughout the years. The Rabbitohs have probably, uh, they haven't thrilled in the uh, last year in particular, that they, they will want to be putting their stamp back on this competition. Do you think these teams can go deep this year, the, the Sea Eagles and the Rabbitohs? Oh, I definitely think that the Rabbitohs are a, a possibility of going deep into the finals football, and I guess Littrell's a big key of that, and we always speak about Littrell, and Littrell's known in the public and in the media. So, you know, yes, we put pressure on, on Littrell, but at the same time, he has high standards of himself. So I do think that the Rabbitohs are going to have a great season. As long as they can keep their high-profile players and their senior players on the field, then I think, you know, come round one, this weekend, I think they get a job done on Manly. Manly's got a real young side building into something. Obviously, Luke Brooks comes from the West Tigers, so we'd like to see how he goes with a different team around him. Um, obviously, you've got the Chavoyevis brothers who are outstanding, and, and that's, that's a solid little team but on behind those guys with some young guys. So I think they will struggle first up against the South Sydney, Rishers, but, uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs, but it'll be nice to see how, you know, I guess Luke Brooks, because again, you know, over 200 games at the West Tigers have never played finals football before. How, what can that do for a player? I mean, you moved to a different, couple of different clubs and you, you had success every single every every place you went, but especially for a player like Luke Brooks, who is and he, he knows he's a good footballer. He's a very, very talented talented footballer for a long period of time. But a change of scenery, what can that do for a bloke? Oh, it's, uh, I guess it's a, the weight off your shoulder. It's the monkey off your back. It's, you know, going out there and enjoying yourself, getting back to the things that you love doing. Um, you know, I guess it's a challenge as well for himself to, try and create something for another club when you've been so comfortable in, in, in one club for so long that you haven't tasted success by being able to play with the likes of Daily Cherry Evans and the Chavoyevich brothers. Like, you couldn't ask for a better spine to be around to help you in, into your journey of rugby league, especially playing in finals for Luke Brooks. What have you made of the the Broncos' preseason? You would have seen those clips. You would have seen the um, the boys being boys' nature of it. They've got a lot of pressure on them naturally because they're the Broncos. Then they've also got the added pressure of, you know, being a, a beaten grand finalist and having, I guess, massive weight of expectation, knowing that they could go one better. So, what did you make of their preseason row? And are the expectations? fear for the Broncos that they should be going back to the big dance? I reckon a lot of that stuff that we've seen in the preseason, most clubs would have something like that, but just they just got caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, preseason mm. is tough as, tough as it is, and there's a lot of testosterone being built up over the 10 to 12-week preseason, and sometimes you let yourself loose. 
and you're in the public eye, which they have to understand that they're professional athletes and these things people look at. Um, they've got a fantastic group of kids. Um, young, have played at least 100 games between a lot of those guys through the tough times that they got the wooden spoon, but they've come out, over the, out of that and then played in the grand final. The pressure is, yes, the pressure is on from the public, but it's also the pressure that they put on themselves that we can we get to try and perform to be the best. I think they've got a big chance of going back back and playing in the final again, and it would be burning, it would be hurting, and they would have had to sit through that grand final video and, and talk about it, but that's the way you, you move forward. You have to talk about the rights and the wrongs in that grand final. They were 20 minutes away from winning it and looked comfortable at the time until Nathan Cleary took over and, and ran amok. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And sometimes you just, you know, greatness is greatness and, and eventually someone has to be on the other side of it, don't they? So, uh, look, I, I mean, I think the Broncos should, should uh, you're exactly right. I think they should have expectation on them because they know how good they can be with that young core of experienced players. And it's an amazing mix to have. The Roosters, well, their expectation is usually premiership or bust. Where do you have them finishing this year? Because I've seen lots of different opinions on the Roosters. There's some believers and there's some people that always want to doubt them. And if, if you look at their one to seventeen, they're a they're a quality side and some key players all through that seventeen. They're a grand final team, um, and they're a top eight team. For for me, again, they sit around the top eight. Again, they played it last year, but they felt like they limped into it. Again, a few injuries, uh, key players missing, but a lack of form. Um, but again, they'll be burning like most teams. You know, come after the season, they'll be burning on their performances. And yes, like you said, it's either a grand final or bust. These guys don't take bus for, for an easy way out. They go after it. And, you know, with the quality that they have, I guess Jared Wadia Hazo is leaving, leaving at the end of the year. Um, a big momentum for them. You know, James Tedesco obviously wasn't happy with his form going into, going, going into the season last year. So, you know, not only they, they have a point to prove individually, but as a club, they'll, they'll, they'll do a really good job of being in the eight, I think. Adam, I know everyone listening right now just wants us to talk about one club, so we'll do that. Those are the games this this Sunday. Can you please, brother, can you give us can you give us a nugget from being I know you would have been around the club enough, around the Warriors enough. I know you would have something up your sleeve that you might be holding for your your uh, Sky Sport kind of analysis, but could you just give us a nugget about the Warriors this year? Give us something that you've observed, that you're feeling, that you're reading in the tea leaves. Give us something that you're thinking about them that you haven't shared yet. Well, I think um, I'm, I'm not the coach, but my bold predictions, I, I really love where Roger's playing at centre, but the other surprise package for me, who we saw last year debut, was Ali Lautoa. I think he's going to be our starting centre on the other side with Roger, so um, there's a little bit of, um, it's not fun information because I'm, I'm not there enough to know the team and the team hasn't even been announced yet. But I think from what I've seen, what I've seen over the, the preseason and those preseason games, I think he's going to be an outstanding player. He's definitely an NRL player. I thought he played well in um, Jared Croker's 300th game up, up in Canberra there. So I think he's got a bright future and I think he'll be the starting centres with the Warriors. But uh, another massive season for the Warriors. Expectation again from the public that they have to go there and go one better and play in the grand final. Maybe it's the Warriors and the Broncos. Fingers crossed we get there and, you know, this is our year again. How much of it eventually just distills down to injury luck and health? Oh, definitely. Uh, you have to have your top 30 players fit and healthy and challenging the ones that are starting. Um, if, you, if you get down to the list and you're hitting your 35, your 36 player, your 37 player, then you're, you're finding it a lot tougher as a club. The more, the less injuries that you can have, the better 
for the quality of football, the consistency of players on the field, the better the results will be for the team as is they get comfortable with how people each other play. Yes, you do that through pre-season, but when you come to game, it's a different pressure. So if we can keep our boys 1 to 25 and 30 healthy, we're a big chance of playing in that back end of, of the year. And you'd expect them, I probably won't talk to you before next Friday, so you'd expect them to get off to a flyer against the Sharks? Oh, definitely. I think, you know, it's a, it's a big match-up on the field, all over the field. I think, you know, having Roger back, we've seen what he's done in his, um, his pre-season games. He's a key player for the Warriors. But then you also got Adam Fanua Blake, who will be moving to the Sharks uh, come 2025, which is um, disappointing for us. But going up against uh, some of his teammates maybe in the new year. Um, so, you know, massive match-up, I think, the Warriors... You know, with a big packed out house, uh, fans every screaming up the wires, we should get a win there. <laughs> Mate, I love it. We'll look forward to watching you on Sky Sport all year long. Appreciate your time this morning. Awesome, brother. Not a problem at all.